Now, let's talk sports with Kanoa Leahy on ESPN Honolulu. What's up, everybody? Welcome. Let's talk sports Thursday edition. Kanoa Leahy here in the PAXA studios in Honolulu. And my special guest co-host for the day, none other than KHON2 sports director, Robbie D. Rob DeMello is in the house. Rob, good to have you here on what I believe the consensus is is the worst day of sports in the calendar year. There is, save for NBA Summer League action, um, you got a little bit of golf stuff around the way. There's nothing today. No baseball. We're in between seasons for football and basketball and college sports. And today is like a nothing day. Oh, I'm super stoked that you brought me on today. So thanks on this for being here. Wonderful day in sports. <laughs> thanks, man. Was this like lined up on the calendar? Like, what is the worst possible day we That's could right. bring Rob onto this show? So uh, we're talking LeBron versus MJ <laughs> all show long. <laughs> Best sports movies. <laughs> We're going deep into the uh, uh, deep into the the catalogs there for some sports uh, talk discussion. No, but there is actually a lot to get to, and I was out of the studio yesterday, and so uh, still I think a little room for us to maybe react a little bit to the uh, MLB All Star Game, uh, as well as the the Major League Baseball first year player draft. Right, there was a lot of action with players uh, with Hawaii ties, and I do kind of want to get your viewpoint uh, on that because you talked with just about every player that did get drafted. Uh, but I do want to start in an area that is near and dear to your heart because uh, we are following the Shohei Otani saga uh, with the Angels, right? He is, I think, uh, without a doubt, uh, by far the best uh, player in baseball right now and, and also maybe the biggest phenomenon. He is the biggest global star in the game and his value, uh, which is going to earn him a bag for sure this upcoming offseason, but his value for a franchise is also off the charts. But you have Alex Rodriguez, Fox baseball analyst, who the other day suggested that the Angels should consider making a bold move which involves trading both Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, right? And, and Mike Trout sort of passed the baton of being uh, one of the, the best players in the game and certainly the biggest star for the Angels kind of passed that baton over to Shohei here in the last couple of seasons. But uh, he went so far as to say on FS1 on Monday uh, that he feels like the Angels may be better off with regard to their future as a franchise and as a contending team if they trade Otani before the deadline and before, obviously, he becomes a free agent and would introduce Introduce the possibility of leaving uh, Anaheim and the Angels getting nothing in return for him. Uh, and eventually, also, he talked about trading Mike Trout. And he says, hey, look, uh, this is the quote. I think this needs a serious, serious situation and a bold move. I think the Angels win a world championship in five years if they do this. First, you trade Otani. Then you trade Trout. And you get five or six players. You load up with first-rounders. And the next thing you have to do is bring in a guy like Theo Epstein or something, give him ownership, whatever it takes let him run the show and so basically he's suggesting you know you bring in the right people with the right resources it would be an absolute haul for sure from any team that is interested in making a trade for either of those guys you're an angels fan you've been following this you're feeling uji they're below 500 here as we exit the all-star break it's the worst day on the sports calendar how are you feeling rob yeah. about what a rod just said yeah the day just got worse <laughs> so thank you very much no it it sucks i mean obviously i mean I told you this last week when we were talking about it that nothing gives me more anxiety than thinking about the Angels and what they have to do or what they will or won't do with 
regards to Shohei Otani. And I mean, in a way, I I am starting to feel like, you know, they're 45 and 46. This is the sixth season that you have Shohei Otani. You have yet to have a winning record. He's going to be a free agent at the end of the year, no matter what happens. And so, yeah, I mean, if they are no longer in legitimate playoff contention, which and this right now they south, still, yeah, they're still teasing at the wild card. Yeah, they're card. five games yeah, back in the yeah. wild card. So by no stretch of the imagination are they out of it. But as someone that watches the Angels every day and looking at the injuries that they have, and you looking don't have at how Mike loaded the AL East is too, with regard to those wild card exactly. spots. Exactly, the pitching is an issue, and all these things. It's it's going to take a miracle for the Angels to be a playoff team this year. And so then the thought becomes, okay, well, one of two things is going to happen. Either Shohei rides this out, let's say they don't make the playoffs, he becomes a free agent, the Angels will try everything they can to keep him, but he could walk away, right? And then you get nothing in return. The other option is you trade Shohei Otani, you get something in return. In the offseason, you have as good a chance as anybody else in trying to get Shohei Otani long term. Now, will it happen? Probably not, right? But at least you got something in return. And so I'm starting to lean to that way. And and definitely I think these first couple of series coming out of the All-Star break will paint the picture a little bit better. Uh, The owner, Artie Moreno, is saying that he doesn't want to be the owner known as the one that traded Shohei Otani. But I kind of look at it as, is that worse than being the owner that had Shohei Otani for six years? You never had a winning record, never went to the playoffs, and he walked away and you got nothing in return? I feel like that would be the worse, the more uh, horrible legacy than the one that traded Shohei and got all these players in return. 100% that's true. Uh, As much as he's worried about the the down-the-road perception, right, and he's thinking, like, historically, right? Like, how, you know, don't be the owner that traded Babe Ruth kind of thing, right? And and I get that, um, but I think as long as you're cognizant of, all right, well, let's make sure that if we do lose this uh, generational talent, uh, if we do uh, see him walk out of our doors for another franchise, let's make sure that we just get a whole bunch of stuff in return. And that's where you have to put your baseball acumen and, and, and all of the power and responsibility you've delegated to your front office. That's where you have to really put that to the test because you're going to need to get a whole bunch of stuff that is of value, that does have potential to help make you a winner turn things around for the franchise in return but i totally agree with you that's such a better scenario and that will be so much more kindly viewed uh in the years to come uh if you uh, trade him now if you are not confident that he's going to remain an angel you don't have the money to put in front of him that you think will convince him to stay with this franchise uh because he now has started to voice a little bit his desire to play for a contender and contend for championships if you're not confident that you can keep him uh Uh, That is a much better scenario to trade him and get something back than to just let him walk out the door. And then you have nothing. And you're right. Don't be the owner that let Shohei just walk and had absolutely nothing to show for it. Yeah, nothing to show for it, not only in regards to not getting anything in return, but nothing to show for it as far as you never had a winning season with legitimately, arguably, the greatest baseball player to ever live. While playing alongside Mike Trout, yeah. right? I mean, it's just it's it's mind boggling. But you know, we're gonna learn a lot here. Um, their next six games are against the Astros and Yankees. All right, their next fifteen games are series that feature the Astros, Yankees, Pirates, Tigers, Blue Jays, and Braves. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. So Ooh. Ooh. 
uh, and that's uh, and the deadline is is the, the end of July, mm-hmm. and so by this time next week, you would have already had the, that series six games against the Astros and Yankees. Well, I think you would have a better understanding of where the Angels are in this, because let's say they go one and five, right? I mean, you're out of it. You, yeah. You've fallen out of it. Trout's still six. You know, at that point, he's still six weeks away from rejoining your team. I mean, you almost have to pull the trigger at that point. Well, and it's interesting the the, the dynamic there because the Yankees, at least according to Buster, only will definitely be one of the teams if the Angels do let the word out that they are shopping Shohei. Uh, they're definitely going to be one of those teams, as they always are, uh, to be in the mix to try to see if they can work out a deal to somehow get him over to New York. So it's almost like this uh, this de facto kind of like audition for both sides, maybe right? If 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 the Yankees uh, decide to to get in the, involved, which at least according to Buster, only and some other pundits, uh, they're certainly in position to do so yeah and i wouldn't be surprised let's just say i mean i'm throwing you know on the wall right here but you know if the yankees were to 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 put a deal up for shohei i mean obviously you would have to involve some pitching you got that big bat spencer jones uh in their minor leagues you got jason dominguez in the minor leagues and those are like highly touted blue chip prospects that that you would probably throw in there. I guarantee you Isaiah Kiner Falefa would be in that trade because what do the Angels need? Depth, right? What do the Angels need? People that can play multiple positions. And that's what he is right now. And um, and so I would not be surprised if he's part wow, of that that's deal. Interesting. Yeah, interesting. So what has been the issue with the Angels then? Why haven't they won? I mean, you can say the very obvious things. They just haven't had really deep and effective pitching staffs here in recent years. Um, is it because they have painted themselves into a corner uh, from a contract standpoint. You had the big contract to Albert Pujols, and he was certainly past his prime for the majority of his years with the Angels. Uh, Now you have Anthony Rendon, who's kind of now just so injury-plagued that that contract, which is a fatty, is just sort of sitting there on the books, and you're not really getting much juice out of that squeeze. And so is that the problem? Is it just the Angels have, have kind of done this to themselves, despite the fact that they have these incredible talents in the form of Shohei and and, uh, and Mike Trout? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it, it's the, the free agent signings have hurt them. And, and what I do think is unfair is a lot of people kind of, you know, in the Angels fan verse, right, is uh, Artie Moreno and like, you know, like they're blaming this all on the owner and like, oh, why isn't he doing this? Why isn't he doing that? And I mean, dude, no owner in baseball has, has attempted to do more than the Angels, right? I mean, you look at they went out and got the dudes that were the best free agents at the time, in the time that they were free agents. They went, they spent the money, they went and got Albert Pujols when everybody in the league wanted Albert mm-hmm. Pujols. He w- had no signs of slowing down yeah. until he became an <laughs> angel, right? <laughs> Anthony Rendon, no signs of slowing down, right? Oh, Dude, he was coming look, off of an incredible was, year. Okay, he was 29 years old in 2019. Had 126 RBI. Had just won the World a Series. A 319 batting average. His OPS was 1.010. <laughs> I mean, he was one of the best players in all of baseball. The Angels say, you know what? We got Mike Trout. We got Shohei Otani. This is following his rookie season. We're feeling good. We're going to go get the best free agent in baseball. They did. And <laughs> since becoming an angel, he has had his one, two, three, four worst seasons of his major league career. He is hitting two he hit two twenty nine <laughs> last year. 
He's hitting 236 right now. I mean, just struggling. His OPS, right? So I told you 1.010 <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in 2019 in 146 games. His OPS combined with the Angels in his four seasons is 758. I mean, that is a huge drop off. So you're you're suggesting that this is and and this goes far further back. Sure, right? sure, yeah. You can. There's a litany Vernon of those Wells, kinds of signings. Yeah. Josh Hamilton, you know Escobar. Josh Hamilton is a good one. Uh, I mean, the list goes on and on. Because Josh on. Hamilton was great before and after. His <laughs> yes, time. he was an all star before and after his time. It's ridiculous. With the Angels, right? And they even did it with pitching. They went in and, and, and paid big money for guys that that were you know. Uh, Zach Granke is one. Dan Heron, Tommy Hunter. So are these just bad beats? Is that like how? How? What, what would you say? Are, are these bad decisions? Is it just are they chasing with money? You know, uh, uh, like guys that are sort of you know on the verge of these sort of bad uh, slides in their career. Are these just bad beats? Are these just bad luck for the Angels? I don't know. I mean, you know, it becomes the the common denominator thing, right? Where it's like, okay, well, you know, it's obvious something's going on and I don't know if it's if it's development I don't know if it's the structuring there and you know I used to argue and this is before this season where people would ask me about the Angels and you know why why does this keep happening right it's because Rendon and Pujols and Hamilton and Wells and all these big money guys and and I thought that like you know maybe it's just like the organization like the like how they structure things and but then you get Shohei who is doing what he's doing and and, and this is the the argument that I would make of why the Angels have a good chance or have a chance of keeping Shohei is that what he is attempting and what he is doing requires an entire organization, right? That's not Shohei isn't just doing what he's doing because he's so great and he's, you know, because he is, but that requires, I mean, time management and sacrifice for an entire organization to allow something like this to happen. Sure, sure. Right? To be able to give him everything he needs yeah, from the aspect Remember, of, there was a debate as to whether or not it was a good idea to have him be yeah. both a hitter and a pitcher uh, or, or position player or whatever. Um, that was something that uh, it took some convincing, I think, for the entire franchise to sort of buy into that, right? Yeah, a- absolutely. And, and, and the Angel, and this is what Shohei wanted to do, and the Angels let him do it. And like I said, it... It's more than just letting Shohei do it. I mean, from how you're structuring your days and your practices and travel and everything mm-hmm. to allow Shohei to be at the best peak physical condition he can be to be able to get pull this thing off um, requires a, a whole organization. And so That's wild. Know, I just don't know. I really don't know it, it, because – I was watching the All-Star game the other day. Michael Lorenzen is an All-Star this year. Michael Lorenzen was <laughs> horrible. Like, I mean, he had struggled with the Angels, right? He goes to the Tigers, he's an All-Star now. It's just, I don't get it, man. And, and you know, the the Angels have brought in dudes that should be winning them baseball games, and it just it just hasn't worked out. Yeah, you're intimating that the infrastructure could be there, that that the, the franchise can support its star players, can support its players, uh, and, and, and allow them to become the best form of themselves. Uh, but it's just funny how that, like, that's a pretty outlier situation here, the case of Shohei Otani right now. Like, that's that's wild. I mean, that is a dubious uh, history and trend for sure when it comes to free agent signings. I'm so sorry I brought it up. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. I mean, <laughs> if, if they go six years with Shohei, no playoffs, no winning record, and then you back that up to from Mike Trout from 2011 on and one playoff appearance, they got swept by the Royals uh, in 2014, 
that's just cra- I mean, that's that's head scratching. Man, yeah. that's almost you know that's Seattle Mariners, right? With Ken Griffey Jr. and Edgar Martinez oh, and yeah. Randy Johnson and Jay Buhner and all those guys, and you know having never won a championship. And um, that's actually a really good comp in it, some ways. It's it's really really interesting. But I tell you what, if they end up trading Shohei. And let's say next year they trade Trout. Because you can't trade him Trout now. He's hurt, right? I mean, like, I don't think I've ever remembered seeing that before where a dude that's going through a pretty serious injury that requires eight weeks and then he gets traded in rehab. I, um, but let's say next year they trade Trout or whatever. Like, you just need to, like, rebrand your franchise. Like, you need to go back, drop L.A., right? Go California <laughs> Angels, change the colors, change the logo, change oh, the wow. uniform. Oh, like, wow. No, seriously, because then it's just like this black cloud over the franchise. If you are the team and that's the team and that's the uniform and the colors and the look and everything that just totally dropped and fumbled having Shohei Otani and Mike Trout, two of the greatest players of your generation, and and – couldn't do anything with it. You need to just reset. I love it. I love the idea of like totally changing the entire. Yes. Like it, we're the California agnostics. Yeah, yeah, bro. <laughs> uh, just start over. All right, we're gonna uh, take a break. But um, you know, you were talking about the injuries, and now with this trade talk, uh, you're going to an Angels game, yeah. right? Uh, next month? Uh, no, next uh, the twenty third. Oh, oh, okay. I'm going to a game. Uh, okay. Against the Pirates, and I think I may have told you this before, Mike Trout. Called up in 2011. In this time, now obviously I don't go every year, but I've probably been, this will be my eighth Angels game in however many years that is, right? I've never seen Mike Trout play. Oh, boy. He's oh either been injured oh, or man. been given the day off in every okay. single game so you're, that I've so gone you're to. So you're going to stay over there. Yeah. And now it's, will Shohei even be, be a member of the team? Uh, we wait and see. My Fingers wife, and toes crossed. My wife pretty much is only going to see Shohei, so that's going to be a real bummer for her. Hey, stay cool this summer, though. Get the new Bosch Inverter Central Air Conditioning System that qualifies for up to a $1,000 Hawaii Energy rebate. You can ask your contractor for the Bosch Inverter. All right. You know what is another sign that it's the dog days of summer in sports? The ESPYs were held last night. We're going to do a Hawaii version of the ESPYs. We're kind of going to wing it off the top of our head, so wish us luck. It could be a colossal failure, but we're going to do that on the other side of this. What's up? Welcome back. Let's talk sports. Kanoa Leahy here in the Paxa Studios in Honolulu. Rob DeMello of KHON2 Sports is my guest co-host for the day. Um, as we mentioned kind of a slow time in the world of sports right today might be arguably the worst day on the sports calendar because there's just not much uh with the exception of the nba summer league there's just and some golf there's just not really much action no baseball today uh, they'll return to the regular season schedule tomorrow this is always that little space after the mlb all-star break where everything just feels like it's shut down and another indicator that it is the dog days of summer is the ESPY Awards were held yesterday. There's a reason why they pick yesterday. It's because all of the athletes are more or less available to attend uh, at this time of year. Uh, and so the ESPYs were held. Are you a big ESPY fan? Did you watch this thing? I did not. Uh, I, I keep up in regards to seeing who won. And, then you know, it kind of takes you on a trip down memory lane a little bit. But uh, I did not watch it. But every year I do listen to the Jimmy V speech because – 
I hear the promotion of it, and then I always, I really enjoy it, and so I always go back and listen yeah, to it. Yeah. So. No, I, I don't. I, I haven't really watched it much here in recent years. I've kind of shared my thoughts uh, before. We've talked about this too. Like I always kind of think like an award show for sports seems kind of odd because sports is the ultimate sort of like award. Uh, endeavor, like form of entertainment. Yeah, like, but there's they're a, there's a the winner sports. at the end. That's why you play the game. So why are we picking more winners? You know, yeah, just, because yeah. you're combining all the sports and uh. saying of all these great moments and champions, Understood. this is the best. So- Understood. And I am, if nothing else, a company man. Yeah. And so I am going to uh, further promote the idea of the ESPY Awards. Yeah, I was going to say your stance on the ESPYs has changed a little bit here over the last year or so. Huh? You know what would make me more interested? If there was a Hawaii version. So let's do it right. Right now, we're going to sort of uh, Hawaii-fy the, so, uh, the ESPY Awards. So the Hawaii ESPYs would be like the ESPYs, right? Like, <laughs> uh, I see what you did there. That's pretty good. I like Shout that. Shout out Jacob ESPY. Yeah, off the top of your head. Let's not do yeah, shabby yeah, there, yeah. Robbie D. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Uh, first category. We're just kind of winging it here. 808-296-1420 is the number to call. If uh, we go through some of these categories and you have uh, a nomination or an idea of who you think should win, uh, something that we will inevitably omit maybe from our sort of brainstorming here, here. Yeah, because the production meeting of this yeah, the show pro- is yeah. so extensive. Yes, it went back, I think, two minutes before we went <laughs> on the air was when we discussed all of this stuff. So, uh, yeah, feel free to call in. You can text in at 808-296-1420 via the Zephyr Insurance text line. So let's start. Best male athlete. This is Hawaii now. So it's University of Hawaii. Uh, it is uh, Hawaii high school sports. Um, are we including, like, Hawaii professional athletes? That's something that we didn't discuss in the production meeting. But uh, best yeah, male mean- athlete. Who would you throw in there? I mean, yeah, it would have to be just any anyone with Hawaii ties, right? Okay. That we would cover got it, got on it. this radio show, on the KH12 Sports, right? Like, I mean, if you cover, got it. Uh, then these people are eligible. Then uh, so Jakob Tella has to be. In I there, was, right? I'm, you know, so that's the first thing that pops into mind. I'm trying to think of someone other than Jakob Tella, right? I mean, AVCA National Player of the Year, the Big West Conference Player of the Year. Fan favorite of all fan favorites here, I believe, in, in the state of Hawaii, right? As far as this year goes, uh, Jakob Tella has got to be it, right? I, I mean, I, I'm having a hard time thinking of anybody else, and whatever other names I come up with, it just seems like no, it's 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 Jakob. Jakob is sort of in that position until we come up with uh, another individual that can at least threaten that spot. But I think coming off of the season that he had, which happened to be the capper of his career, plus it was very, it was much more in sort of the recent time frame, so it kind of makes it even easier to to remember and recall. Uh, I think Jakob Tella might be the guy. Yeah, I'm 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 gonna go with Jakob Tell on okay. that one. Okay, all right. Were there any others that sort of popped in your head that you thought maybe could give it a shot? Uh, you know, off the top of my head, I, I can't think of any because I'm even trying to think of like, okay, you know, college football, right? Who at the University of Hawaii had like this? Uh, no, it's not there. Yeah, yeah. Even the guys that are from Hawaii that are playing elsewhere. Um, you know, it's not like this is a year where there's a Heisman Trophy winner sure. or a first team All American, and you know things like that. Um. Yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think Jakob is where it's at. Yeah, and even in the pros, right? You had some, you know, guys who would otherwise may be on that in that discussion. Yeah. You know, you had like injuries to Tua and that kind of stuff. So yeah, I think just in terms of of recognition, accomplishment, achievement, it's got to be Jakob Tella for a best male athlete. All right, best female athlete. Uh, where do you start here, Rob DeMello? Uh, best female athlete, I think. Uh 
Well, off. I mean, the fresh is Allison Corbett, yeah, right? right? I mean, she just became a it major just happened, winner. It just, just happened. happened. I mean, that that fits in the window, right? Of uh, from yesterday on, right? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. That's right. That that's the time frame is uh, yesterday to uh, what was June, July twelfth of twenty twenty two. Yeah, uh, Allison Corbett. I mean. Carissa Moore didn't win a world championship in this last calendar year. The Olympics was a couple years ago, so so she's not in the mix right there. From the surfing aspect, uh, Alimale McFarlane got a, a big victory, yeah, got a victory, but it wasn't a championship like Allison Corpus winning a major championship, right? Is there a University of Hawaii athlete that was a conference player of the year for their respective sport? Uh uh, um, Diaz from uh, water polo, right? Uh, the, uh, the freshman uh, who balled out for the University of Hawaii. But does that does that surpass surpass a major champion uh, women's golfer? I don't think so. Amber Igedi was an All American. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, I think that would be one of them. The first uh, full All America player in, in five years. Um, but yeah, I mean, the golf major is going to supersede a lot of the other names that we would throw in there as possible candidates. Um, I, I feel like Allison Corpus she is going to collect. Back. Back. She She's going to rake in this uh, award show. She might scoop the ESPYs, the Hawaii, or the SBOs, yeah. as you said. Uh, <laughs> all right, so I think we're in agreement. All right, Jakob Tella on the male side, uh, and and uh, Allison Corpus in, in the women's category. All right, yeah, we're, we're good there. Feeling all right. good, and unless we're told otherwise. Yeah, if you want to call in and tell us that we don't know what we're talking about, join the club. Club, but you can do <laughs> yeah. so. 808-296-1420 is the number. All right, best breakthrough athlete. Um, and this is, we, we'll just go, should we do a, a, a men's and women's category sure. for this? All right, so on the men's side, best breakthrough athlete, you think, on the men's side? Uh, best breakthrough athlete on the men's side, uh, who's a freshman that really balled out for you? Peter Manuma. Oh, Peter Manuma, that's a good one. Um how about how about Luke Shepardson? Oh, that's a great one. Luke Shepardson Luke winning the Shepardson Eddie. Shepardson winning the Eddie yeah. Icow Big Wave Invitational. The lifeguard on duty <laughs> who registered or gets picked as an invitee. He's helping people throughout the day as far as stitching guys up and bandaging and all that. Yeah. And then he has his heat. He goes and he wins the most prestigious yeah. surf event in the world. It's 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 a movie waiting to it happen. It really is. And that movie needs to star Pedro Pascal, yeah, who looks absolutely. exactly like Luke Shepardson. But yeah, now he's doing commercials, car commercials, all this kind of stuff. I mean, he is absolutely broken through. I mean, is that he the is, epitome of breakthrough, the, right? He is the perfect, perfect uh, honor for breakthrough athlete uh, on the men's side. Good call there, uh, Robbie D. All right, so I think I, I don't think we're going to come up with anything better than Luke Shepherds. And what about on the women's side? For breakthrough athlete, are we going right back to Allison Corpus or what? <laughs> I mean, you go from <laughs> no professional victories, right? You're on your second year on the LPGA Tour. You're ranked 38th uh, in the world rankings, I think, uh, at the time, or... Uh, and then you win the major. You lead the money list on the LPGA Tour. You're now ranked sixth in the world. You're ranked eighth in the race to the CME Globe. Allison Corpus has a pretty good uh, argument for breaking through. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I think uh, I, I, 
It's just, if you win an event like that, this is what happens, right? You end up being the prime candidate for a bunch of these categories. Uh, I don't know if there's a workaround, uh, because obviously, you know, female athlete of the year, I think there might be some other um, championship performance categories that she'll be in consideration for as well. When you win a major, that's just sort of, uh, you know, to the victor goes the spoils, and I think uh, that's where we find Alison Corpus right now. Yeah, I think uh, Betty Lusa Kuda Johnson could be in the mix. I don't think that... Passes Allison Corpus, but definitely someone we should mention as far as a breakthrough. She's sure. a rookie on the WSL last sure, sure. season, yeah. and uh, you know, uh, made it made her cut this year, and she's uh, competing here in uh, in South Africa and has a chance to to reach the WSL finals at number eight, just three spots back of the final five with two events to go. So definitely think that uh that betty lou should be in that conversation as well all right okay well we're up against a commercial break are you enjoying this you want to get through a few more categories and we come back yeah let's do it all right domino's hawaii is a supporter of let's talk sports if you order online or via the app you can save up to 20 percent off on your order domino's pizza of hawaii continuing to deliver aloha more of the espials with robbie d when we come back <laughs> What's up? Welcome back. Let's talk sports. Kanoa Leahy here in the Paxa Studios in Honolulu. Rob DeMello, KHON2 Sports Director. He is the guest co-host for the day. And we're going through the Hawaii version of the ESPYs. The ESPYs were held yesterday. And uh, as I've said many times, I feel like that's an indicator of the dog days of summer are upon us when the ESPY awards come around. Uh, but we tried to go a little more Hawaii style here on these. So it's the Hawaii version. We're using uh, athletes that have ties to Hawaii, whether professional, collegiate, or in the prep ranks uh, and we actually had a few more submissions from texters uh, for potential breakthrough athletes particularly on the men's side uh, we decided Luke Shepardson who won the Eddie uh, absolutely embodies breakthrough athlete of the year I think that's a, a, a tremendous pick especially his story is just so fantastic but um we didn't mention guys who would definitely be candidates. Uh, J.J. Mandaquit, right, who ended up uh, making the uh, U16 uh, U.S. Uh, basketball team. You have uh, Kainoa Wade, who certainly uh, exploded onto the scene. I think a lot of people knew that he was sort of coming, but uh, what he put on as far as a performance and then ultimately committing uh, verbally to his uh, dad's program, uh, he's definitely a, a candidate for breakthrough male athlete. Uh, we had a couple others, or at least another? Yeah, uh, Vegas. Kiva Aloy, oh, that's a great Sacramento one, yeah. State, who's since transferred to Arkansas, being the WAC freshman of the year. You have uh, Cody Shojinaga at mm. Kansas, right, uh, over in the Big 12. Both of those guys hit well over 300 in their freshman seasons in college baseball. So definitely uh, guys that, that would be in the mix for sure. All right, so uh, let's move on. Next category here. Again, 808-296-1420, the number to call if you wanted to uh, comment or uh, give any uh, input or feedback. You can text in at that number via the Zephyr Insurance text line. Best championship performance. And so we're looking at championship efforts, okay? And so I, I think the uh, arena where there will be the most potential candidates obviously will be from the prep ranks because we have all of those state championships uh, throughout the athletic year. Uh, you do have some championship uh, performances as well within the University of Hawaii Athletics program. Um, where do you start for championship performance? We mentioned Allison Corpus. She just won the U.S. Women's Open, and so she is going to be near or at the top of the list on a whole bunch of these categories. She's definitely got to be uh, in consideration. One that came 
to my mind, um, earlier when we were talking about this, Rob, was uh, Milan Ayat for Pac-5 in the Division II Softball Championship. Basically, the game-winning Grand Slam in a 13-12 thrilling victory over Waimea. Uh, again, that was the D2 state title. Um, those are a couple of nominees for sure. Where, where are you going? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I think Milan Ayat, if I had to decide something right at this second, that's who I had in mind. Uh, just thinking about... You know, because you just don't see that. Yeah, and, and it's the the championship performance. So it's like the performance that that helped your team win the championship, and I mean the numbers that she put up, and then the moment with the grand slab, uh, that's definitely in there. Um, I mean, Luke Shepardson, we're we're going cross genders here for these ones. Uh, Luke Shepardson could be considered as far as a championship performance for this category as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, then you look at uh, UH men's volleyball, right? Winning the Big West, they didn't win the NCAA championship but they won the big west conference and Jakob teller was phenomenal in that match and so um that's definitely uh one that you throw in there i mean really that that entire tournament everyone was just sure. dialed in right and um uh, Had some strong performances from rainbow Wahine basketball uh, and their yeah. repeat effort for the big west championship both regular season and tournament uh kahuku football Right, they won that that state championship game against Punahou. It was a shutout, and that defense was phenomenal. Uh, Leona Leonga Lefau was spectacular. Uh, so that that would be a uh, one that's in there as well. All right, uh, who are you giving it to? Envelope, please. You're opening up the envelope. Who is the uh, championship performance? Category winner. Yeah, I'm going Milana Yacht. I'm with Pack you. Pac-5 softball. I'm with you. Congrats, Milana. I wish we yeah. had like a trophy <laughs> or something. We're going to make this so much more official next time. We're going to have tuxedos, the whole night. Yeah. It's going to be fantastic. Red carpet celebration. Yeah. It's just going to be awesome. I mean, it's got to be a game-winning, go-ahead grand slam in the top of the yeah. the, the final winning. That's got to be yeah. it, right? Yeah. I mean, with all due respect to Alison Corpus, she has a couple of uh, SBL yeah, trophies I mean, already. Yeah. I mean, and we don't even, I mean, with with the U.S. Women's Open title, would, would all these awards even fit on her I mean, case? We're right. actually helping her out. She's got a master's degree. I mean, all those things. Like, you've got enough, Allison, all right? <laughs> Let Milan have this one, okay? Yeah. Uh, all right, well, you kind of touched on uh, an, an interesting candidate for this next category. Best team. Best team. And this can be a lot, right? University of Hawaii. You got uh, the other Division II uh, colleges programs as well. You got a lot of great teams, overall performances. Uh, we mentioned softball. How about Campbell softball? 16 uh, with and 0. Another yeah, championship in a, in a perfect season. Taron Yurimata. Yeah. Right? It could have also been in, in that uh, conversation. You mentioned Kahuku football. They're always going to be in the mix, it seems, for, for this category. We're, we're, those are a couple of candidates. Where else are you going there? Rainbow Wahine basketball? I, I'm trying to think Rainbow Wahine basketball winning the Big West Conference again, going to the NCAA tournament, and really the way they did it, right? Without Amy Atwell, without Olivia yeah. Davies. Roster changeover. With Jackie David Hurt, right? I mean, you you had so many injuries throughout the course of that season, and they got to it in a completely different way than their previous Big West Conference mm-hmm. championship they are definitely in the mix for the best team in Hawaii. I I just thought of one. The Honolulu Little League. Oh, okay. World Series champions. They were so dominant. 
And that does fall yeah. in the window, right? That's, that's in the window between July 12th of 2022 and yesterday, July 12th, 2023. Yeah. So, yeah. Really the earliest uh, the earliest option, too, because they won in August, <laughs> that's right? right? That's, why, so, that's why we mentioned it, like, last. Yeah. <laughs> and so they, I mean, they dominate. That was the most dominant Little League team ever. of all time. Ever, right? ever. Outscored yeah. opponents 60 to 5, I think the, the number was, right? I think that's, that's the team. That's the team. Yeah, that's. The, I was even going to say. I mean, you yeah. could still throw UH men's volleyball in there, even though they lost in the championship uh, match because it's the fourth straight year that they went to the national championship, and uh, you know they were still Big West champs, and they were still top team in the country for a majority of the season. So they definitely could have been a candidate. But I'm with you. I think in terms of the dominance that was exuded by that little league baseball team, um, as you said, the most dominant performance. I mean, like they were so good, and and they you. Usually in past iterations, like the Hawaii team would be kind of the underdog team. Like, yeah. look at these little guys, but they play with so much heart and all this stuff. Like, no, these dudes were big <laughs> and bad and fast and blowing smoke off the mound and just hammering balls out of the ballpark. Like, they were so unbelievably good and loaded. It was almost unfair uh, the way they dominated that tournament. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. All right. And, and okay, so, so, so is that it right there? So we got uh, the, the best male athlete is Jakob Tella. Best female athlete is Allison Corpuz. The breakthrough athlete is Luke Shepardson. Mm-hmm. On the men's side. Right? The championship performance, Milana Yacht. And team of the year is the Honolulu Little, Little League. That's well, awesome. And then a breakthrough athlete on the women's side was uh, also Allison Corpuz. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So that's, uh, yeah, that's not this too is bad. A, yeah, there you go, man. That's, that's, a good, that's a good award show right there. There's one more. Oh, okay. Are you ready for one more category? All right. Best play. Best single moment best play. We go back to Milan Ayat with the game-winning Grand Slam in the D2 Softball Championship. I have a suggestion, if I may. Okay. Stone me out with the oh, season, season walk-off. Ender. Season walk-off for UH Baseball. It didn't result in anything beyond just that special moment, but that was a heck of a play. I got one more. I think this one's the winner. <laughs> Javon McClanahan. Oh, oh. Mele Kaliki Maka Miracle. Yes. Diamond Head Classic at the buzzer, half court for the win. Yeah, that was, pre- yeah, I think that would have to take the cake, right? That would have to take the cake. Javon McClanahan with the winner against SMU in the Hawaiian Airlines Diamond Head Classic championship game. Hawaii winning that tournament for the first time and McClanahan <laughs> hitting that crazy, crazy shot. That was unbelievable. Um, yeah, man, miracles do happen and when they do, they get SPL. <laughs> <laughs> That was fun. I love it. Hey, you know what, though? Uh, this one doesn't beat Javon McClanahan, but should be mentioned. Uh, Bridget Layburn, the goalkeeper for Rainbow Wahine oh. Water Polo, right? For the winner yeah. from the length of the pool as time expired. That's a pretty – I mean, that was an awesome – awesome play that is that is a great call that is a, a great highlight that was going yeah. around doing the rounds right social media and all that stuff Absolutely. like that was great that that got caught on video yeah because uh, that was unbelievable what a great moment that was uh but yeah i think we got to give yeah, it up javon man for mcclanahan congrats mcclanahan. javon 
Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you some of the honors that he has yeah. uh, that he has garnered, this has to be right up there with him. And this is just like the ESPYs where, you know, people fly in oh, and yeah. they get dressed up to the And nines. they don't really care. They walk the red <laughs> carpet, right? They they got to go through media row totally, and all that. Totally the same thing. I mean, thing. the way that this kind of mirrors that is yeah. really breathtaking. Yeah, you know, next year we're going to include a reception speeches. Okay, we're <laughs> yeah. going to uh, we're going to include that. So uh, get your speeches ready uh, next year's nominees. That was a lot of good fun. We appreciate uh, Robbie D being here to help out with the Hawaii version of the ESPYs. Are we sticking with SBOWs? Is that is that just the name I, of it now? I mean, until there's a better name that pops <laughs> up, right? Like- <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to take another break. And when we come back, we'll get into our best and worst. Do want to remind everybody, though, beat the heat with Fujitsu Air Conditioning Systems. Fujitsu includes a special trifecta warranty that will have you saying, I love my Fujitsu. All right. Let's talk sports after this. What's up? Welcome back. Kanoa Leahy, Rob DeMello here in the PAXA studios in Honolulu. Uh, did get a text for another candidate for best team category in our Hawaii version of the SBs that we went through the last couple of segments. Uh, and this is FC Hawaii 2009 girls soccer team. 2009, they, they utilized the... Uh, year, birth year, uh, of the players in, in those specific divisions. So they were undefeated in Hawaii play. Uh, 2022 Youth World Cup runner-ups, They were that was held in Sweden, by the way. 2023 United States Youth Soccer Desert Conference champions. 2023 United States Youth Soccer West Region champions leaving tomorrow for the U.S. Youth Soccer National Championship. So definitely a candidate. Uh, appreciate the text and uh, definitely worthy of a shout out there. And one more, uh, our guy Billy Hall, uh, who's listening in, uh, reminded us uh, Jay Souza, Kamehameha baseball walk off double to win a state championship. Definitely in that conversation as well, as far as moment. Yeah, no, that's incredible. Uh, and by incredible, I'm describing the fact that Billy Hall isn't golfing already and is somehow listening to our show. That's like miracles once again. He probably is, right? I mean, you know. Technology allows you to do both. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Uh, Noonan. All right. Sorry. We'll just test it out there. Um, okay. So best and worst time. What is your best here for, for the day? Uh, my best is MLB draftees from the state of Hawaii in day number two. You had Hilo's Devin Soltaban and Maui Ahuna taken in the Major League Baseball draft by the Philadelphia Phillies. And the San Francisco Giants, respectively. And then you had some other guys yeah. from Hawaii. You had Kalena Sauer go to the Toronto Blue Jays. You had Kalai Harrison picked by the Pittsburgh Pirates. You had Harry Gustin go to the San Diego Padres. And Elijah Iquez to the Texas Rangers. Congratulations to all of the MLB Hawaii yeah, guys. Yeah, no, really, really good shout-out there. And uh, unfortunately, some bad news as well on a couple of fronts for UH baseball because those are guys that are not going to be uh, on the roster uh, next year, at least in a couple of those cases. Uh, all right, my best is Allison Corpuz. We've mentioned her a lot. She really cleaned up at this year's uh, Hawaii SB Awards, known as the SBOWs, at least unofficially at the moment. Uh, but it was just in a recent interview as she gets ready for the Dana Open in Sylvania, Ohio, talking about her experience going to school. She stayed at USC for 
for a fifth year during the COVID-19 pandemic, earned a master's degree in global supply chain management. And when she was asked what advice she would give juniors who were thinking of turning pro before going to college, she said school is never going to be a bad decision no matter how good you are. She said there's always a chance you get injured at golf. You never know what's going to happen. You go to school, at least you'll have the whole team uh, behind you, that team dynamic. And she says, I just think it gives you a lot of time to grow. Just a phenomenal message, I think, uh, at a time where, uh, you know, specialization is at an all-time high uh, and everybody thinks they, uh, you know, parents think they have the next Tiger Woods or or the next Allison Corpus. And, and I think the perspective of making sure that you take care of business uh, in the realm of education is a, a really much needed and uh, really wonderful message. Absolutely. I love it. All right. Uh, flip it over. Do you have a worst today, Rob DeMello? You know, I'm it trying. It pains you to come up with a worst. It, it, I'm trying. I'm trying a new thing. I'm trying a I like worst. This. Okay. I uh, like this edgier Rob I, DeMello because I see the face that you that comes over you whenever I say I don't have a worst. Oh, and you mean like when I roll my eyes yeah, in the back of my head? Yeah, like I you can look see like my the brain. Undertaker, <laughs> right? Yeah. So um, I'm gonna try a worst, and I'm gonna and. Uh, the MLBPA, right, Major League Baseball Players Association, wants baseball to soften the pitch timer before the playoffs. They're afraid that postseason games, big moments are going to be affected by the pitch clock, and so they want to add some time to it. I am not for this at all. I think the pitch clock is the best thing that happened to baseball. I love it with all of my heart. And it just it, – I don't understand how, that you, how you could have this thought – Right of being afraid of, hey, what if the playoffs are affected by a, a pitch clock violation? Does anyone think this about the NBA? Does anyone think, like, let's add time to the shot clock? Because, I mean, you don't want LeBron James to, to have the ball in his hand as the— That's on the players. The players yeah. decide it. I mean, right? I, I've argued that I think sometimes I feel like the game goes a little fast. I love the postseason dynamic of, like, the tension between pitches. But you got to play the postseason how you play the regular season. I think that's just rule number one. If you're going to implement the rules don't in the Regular change season, rules you just can't for just the change it. Exactly. You can't just arbitrarily do that. All right. Uh, my worst, speaking of baseball, Major League Baseball All-Star game the other night, the uniforms. They were ghastly. It looked like some sort batting of practice. Like, yeah, like batting practice. Kind of practice. looked like a softball rec league or something like that. I'm not sure what they were doing. Yeah, I'm with you. I got a worst today, man. That's a best. That is a best. You 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 know what? You're going to be nominated for best turnaround performance <laughs> at next year's SBI Awards. <laughs> Robbie D, always a pleasure, man. Appreciate it. See you tomorrow, everybody.